0: Money FM eighty nine point three, best of breakfast, morning shot. What you're hearing was actually warning calls by long-tailed macaques. Now, well, this species of monkeys that are native to Singapore has recently made headlines after a video of them scaling a residential block in Jalan Basar went viral. Following that, the National Parks Board says it's monitoring the movements of the troop of monkeys and herding them away from residential areas. Such incidents are no stranger in Singapore, as the city becomes increasingly urbanised. But how can we better manage human-wildlife conflicts? For more insights, we're joined by Ambarasi Bupal, co-CEO for Advocacy at the Animal Concerns Research and Education Society. Welcome to the show, Ambu. Thank you. Very good morning, Lenny. A very good morning to you. Now, let's first talk about the monkeys. This isn't the first time they're scaling HDB flats, right? So could you tell us why they do that and why this is happening? I'm sure.
1: So, uh, like you said, this is not the first time we have come across this at Clementi, and also sometimes in Punggol. But this is not something they may do uh, on a regular basis. They are definitely exploring, which means that their troop could have been disturbed in a nearby estate, nearby habitat. So, in Clemente and also in Punggol, there has been a lot of disturbance to their habitats or forested areas, and they are fringe animals. They live mm. in the periphery of the forest mostly. So, um, when there is some disturbance, they may choose to split up, the troop mm-hmm. may choose to split up or they may choose to explore uh, new habitats and thankfully in Singapore we yeah. have plenty of park connectors so even though we may not have designed it uh, specifically for monkey movements but macaque may also use it during such desperate times to move around mm-hmm. I think that is what we may have observed here as well mm-hmm. and they will try to, you know, kale and see what they can find uh, whether there are food sources but once we learn that This is an unfamiliar territory, there's no food sources. They will also minimize taking risks
0: by scaling such high-rise buildings, so they have to move on uh, with their journey. I see. So that viral video was really quite alarming to many of us who have seen that video. So Parks after that had come out to say that they're carrying out monkey guarding to minimize such incidents. Can you explain what monkey guarding involves and how challenging is it to deter them from urban areas?
1: Definitely. So monkey cutting is a very interesting uh, process and a strategy uh, which is to really create an invisible barrier, a boundary between where the monkeys are and where the humans are. Mm-hmm. So it is an excellent strategy to use for areas where people live very close to their habitats like Thompson, even Bukitima because mm-hmm. we can create an unknown invisible buffer there. So as that the monkeys are allowed to hang around but not enter a premises. So it has worked well in uh, certain areas because of the efforts put together by Acres, JGIS and TACS, everyone together. Um, but in urban areas, it can be very challenging, you're mm-hmm. right, because you have to to have somewhere to guard them to and also when it's a high-rise building they can move uh, vertically so it's very difficult for the guard to also move at the same speed to go and guard them out so uh, while it can help to basically chase them out of a building but uh, the underlying root cause is to make sure that we have enough habitats and also enough connectivity for them to move on and for people who are living in the estate to be aware that Oh, there are monkey sightings. Like you Mm -hmm. said, it can be very scary Mm -hmm. for
0: people who are not used to seeing monkeys climbing buildings. So we should expect more of this happening then?
1: Um, I would say that there is a high likelihood that mm-hmm, we can. So we have to be prepared, every one of us, to just make those adjustments that are needed. I mean, they're not there to harm us or, you know, you know come and bite or attack mm-hmm, us. So mm-hmm. They're also in their journey to explore. So as long as we can be aware, we can avoid the unnecessary panic. Um, and also we would be knowing what to do, what not to do when we encounter them, you know, keeping our food properly, secured in your units. And maybe during the time, where the monkeys are visiting, we can keep the windows closed. So, it is all preemptive methods that can help to prevent these monkeys staying there
0: for a longer period. What kind of calls does Acres typically get when it comes to human wildlife encounters, and how much of a cause for concern are these encounters? Um,
1: This is a very interesting question because uh, since 2010 onwards, we have seen an increase in the kind of calls where people uh, may not be aware of what to do. So from injured birds and injured snakes, we get plenty of calls. We're talking about 60 to 70 calls a day and rescue of about 10 distressed wild animals a day. But Mm. when you're talking about encounters alone, we do get a lot of calls about sightings of monkeys, civets, um, snakes, even bats. As Mm -hmm. well Asking Not for rescue But they're asking What can we do To prevent them From coming in So we just recently Published a coexistence handbook To equip the general public Contractors Estate managers With certain tips On what they can do and we have seen that there is an increasing need for education because a lot of times we love nature, we want to be closer to nature, mm-hmm. but uh, there is a gap where we are not told what to mm-hmm. do when an animal actually is attracted to the greenery that we are creating.
0: Besides yeah. deterring wildlife from residential areas through trained experts like yourself, what kind mm-hmm. of infrastructure modifications do you think we can think about? Um, I think the first
1: thing that came to my mind was really wildlife proofing our bin. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of calls that we receive, we see that the animal is accessing food waste that is not properly managed in our estate. So most of the photos I have of the monkeys are rummaging through large bins or even wild balls going straight to the bin in a void deck. So um, these are all potential hotspots for a human wildlife conflict Mm -hmm. situation. So I think what we can do in Singapore is to really think ahead And when there is a review of how we are managing food waste, first thing to do is to actually make everything be wildlife proof so they cannot access to it. That will prevent and minimize plenty of potential conflict situations. Uh, But then again, you know, wildlife management, ethical wildlife management starts with human behaviour change. So that would also require for all of us, people who are listening, every one of us, we all use bins. So we need to also have that little behavioural change on the way that we use the bin properly. So we are making it work as a wildlife proof bin. And uh, there are also other small things that can be done to uh, make sure that the food is secured properly, that animals cannot open, it's not visibly kept, um, so it attracts certain animals like monkeys or wolves. So these are small other practices that we can um, start implementing as well.
0: Okay, from infrastructure modification to human behavior. Now, we have our producer, Kaiting, who is trained in monkey guarding and managing human wildlife encounters. So she says there have been instances where people feed wild boars and even hornbills. And sometimes when these animals come close to people, especially the cute ones like macaque and wild boar babies, the natural instinct for us is to try and reach out to pet them, right? And in many instances where wild animals are spotted within residential estates, very often there is food waste being left out. So what can be done to encourage our own human counterparts to modify such behaviours? How far can or should we go in terms of policies? That is a great
1: point on how far should we go in terms of legislation and policies, right? So, thankfully, in 2020 onwards, there was um, a review of our Wildlife Act, which prohibits feeding of wildlife, all wildlife. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, there has been some great enforcement efforts by MPAP, but the feeding still continues. We have seen people feeding pigeons, which also draws other animals. So it's a very interesting thing because we cannot train animals all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won't be able to read the advisory. That's why the human behavior comes first. Even though it's an instinct, I think some of the feeders who feed might be for a few seconds of entertainment value because it, it feels good to feed. Mm-hmm. Um, they may even know that it is illegal. And some of them also feel honestly that genuinely that the animals don't have enough food. Plenty of education needed there to tell why we are in a very unique situation here in Singapore, where it may seem like we're highly urbanised, but we do have plenty of green spaces where animals can find food. And they adapt well based on the food sources, resources that they have in the nature. So we still have a lot of work to do in modification of human behaviour. Mm-hmm. uh driving the behavioural change. Um there's been uh, a joint initiative that's why N Parks Acres, N U S, J G I S, so many other you know, auto working groups, we all came together, we realized that hey, all of us are, you know, promoting encouraging coexistence. So we launched a nationwide campaign called mm-hmm. Our Wild Neighbours.
0: Okay. So we launched
1: a website, Um So uh, that actually is a one-stop portal to get information, to educate. We are doing roadshows in Heartland uh, communities now as well, to bring this topic mainstream, to get people equipped you know, with knowledge on what to do, what not, and why feeding is bad. And faith, this act of kindness could be an act of cruelty at the end mm. of the day.
0: Okay, and I can't let you go before asking you this question. What's your top tip for people who come face to face with any wildlife species, especially if it's unintended? What are some signs we can look out for to tell if we are in danger or not?
1: Uh, the first thing to look out for is the distance. <laughs> so, uh, just like uh-huh. any other, you know, human, you know, human conflict. Deconflicting conflicting a principle um, the first thing to do is to increase the distance between you mm-hmm. and the animal okay. um yeah that is the best way and even though we may not uh we may be scared and we may not be aware of even what animal it mm-hmm. is i think it's perfectly understandable um not everyone will be comfortable with the wild animals present Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to uh, we use the phrase appreciate from a distance. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to love them. Uh, you know you can be scared, but just don't do the wrong thing. It can you know lead to a problematic situation for both the animal and you mm-hmm. so increasing the distance gently you know walking away would be the first thing to do if they are scared and not sure what animal it is and what to do i think that would be a first tip for people who are you know unsure of the etiquette itself when they face wild animals
0: and, and some of the signs that we can look out for
1: uh, for certain animals, there are different uh, behavioral signs. So, for example, if there's a group of monkeys and they have babies, definitely do not walk through them. Mm-hmm. Um, if For wild birds, their uh, hair will stand up when they are feeling threatened. So a lot of times, just like us, when they see humans, they do feel threatened if they are too close. So that is why the first thing is to actually increase the distance between us and the animals.
0: Thank you so much, Ambu, this morning for all your insights and your time today. Thank you so much, too, Lindy. We've been speaking with Ambarasi Bupal, co-CEO of Advocacy at the Animal Concerns Research and Education Society. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.